Someone once told me, motherhood is the toughest job you'll ever love. And while that is absolutely the truth, I also feel that way about property management too. It can be a roller coaster of emotions, stress, and overwhelm. On the flip side, it can be engaging, challenging, and rewarding. But it's not a job for the faint-hearted, and it takes a special kind of person to survive and thrive long-term in the property management zoo. So are you that person? Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Well, hello and welcome back to the Property Management Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Now, we all know that property management can be a thankless job. I mean, rarely, if ever, do we get anyone calling us to say, or even emailing us and saying, thank you, you did a really great job. Overwhelmingly, our days are dealt with problem solving, crisis management, negotiation, and a whole lot of negativity. Why is my tenant's rent one day late? Why didn't that maintenance get fixed? Why did you fix that? Why didn't you fix that? Why can't you do anything right? And I'm not even exaggerating. Weeks can go by without even a thank you uttered from anyone. And if you are thinking, why am I still even doing this job? Well, stay with me. In this episode, we are going to dive into resilience in property management. And the definition of resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness. And my guest this week certainly is the definition of resilience. Hayley Mitchell is a veteran of over 21 years in property management. Yes, you heard me right. And has been through her fair share of ups and downs, from starting her own business in the midst of the global financial crisis, to raising her young family while running multiple businesses, and then, of course, the global pandemic hit. Her marriage ended, and yet, despite all of this, she survived and is ready to launch new businesses, run more amazing events, supporting and mentoring the property management industry. So strap yourself in and take a listen to Haley's story. Thank you, Haley, for joining me today on this episode of the Property Management Podcast. Now, before we dive in, can you just share a little bit with our listeners about your background and how you got started in the industry? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And we haven't actually met in person yet. So <laughs> it's all been via Zoom and email. Uh, but hopefully, you know, now that things have settled down a little bit, we can actually catch up face to face. So I got into industry over 20 years ago now. So long time. I think I'm up to 23 years. And my brother was actually working as a property manager and, and I was actually working in nightclubs. I was prior to this job. I was actually a door bitch at nightclubs, um, which gave me a really good grounding for property management. So I can talk to anyone. <laughs> I can deal with anyone who's rational or irrational. And he said, I actually think you'd be really good at this role. And, and I'd had a bit of work in supermarkets and that sort of thing. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll give it a go. And he got me a job where he was working. And um, 
he's no longer in property management and and I've stuck to it. So it's funny how, you know, some people get into the role and it's a job and I think we're going to talk about that a bit later and then other people get in it's just a passion and that's that's what I found. Brilliant. And like you said, you have been in the industry such a long time Mm. and I'm sure you've been through many challenging markets, natural disasters, like we're going through in Queensland and northern New South Wales at the time of this recording. You've probably been through the global financial crisis and most recently COVID. Mm. Um, And I think when we go through these challenging times in business and as a community and as people, we learn some really valuable lessons. So what do you think are some of the the biggest lessons that you personally or that the property management industry can take away from from COVID? Yeah, I'll go back to the GFC. It's funny you mentioned that because when I started my Melbourne agency back in 2009, I think it was, that was when the GFC was. Um, And I remember people saying, oh, you know, it's really unstable at the moment. Are you sure you want to go out on your own? You had a really promising uh, career with a large franchise, been there for a long time, and I was a partner. And I went, what's better time? Everyone needs somewhere to live. Um, so, you know, my my whole thing is always back yourself because if, if you have a dream and you want to do it, then it's never going to be the perfect time. During COVID, I had just set up a second rent roll, so one in Geelong, and um, that was in 2018. And then we'd bought a another rent roll in 2019 and then obviously COVID hit when that was just settling into the transition period as well. And again, it's never going to be a perfect time for this sort of stuff and you just have to roll with it and do the best that you absolutely can with the hand that you dealt. Absolutely. And I guess what you're describing there is resilience really, isn't it? Um, like you said, there's no perfect time to So I, I was exactly the same. We started our business in Queensland after the 2011 floods and, uh, you know, couldn't have been a worse time. Our house went under uh, and we'd just signed a lease on our very first office a couple of days before the actual floods hit. Um, thank goodness the office survived and um, and then we, you know, sort of went about rebuilding our business. But we ended up growing our rent roll off the back of helping a lot of people rebuild after the floods, clean out their properties and then release them. A lot of other property management companies, uh, smaller ones in particular, ran for the hills. They did not demonstrate the resilience, I guess, is what was needed during those those particularly difficult times. So, so let's talk about the day-to-day life of a, a property manager and um, how important is it for property managers to show resilience, COVID aside, and how have you remained so resilient over the years um, to have sustained your career this long in an industry where I'm not sure whether you uh, know or have heard this statistic or whether it's true even, but currently they re- they say that nine months is the average length of time property managers are staying in the job at the moment. Yeah, I'm seeing that all around the place at the moment and I would get so many phone calls every day from people saying, um, I need a property manager, where are they all? We need someone to, to hire and sit in the seat and I'm like, there's just no people out there at the moment and it's crazy yeah it's it's a it's a tough question I think as I said it for me it was all about the passion so I think a lot of people get into real estate because they love property 
Property is a byproduct, in my opinion, of what we do. It's all about relationships. If you don't love people and you don't want to build relationships and you don't want to be a problem solver and a negotiator and um, busy on your feet and, and running around all over the place, it's not going to be the right role for you. I think a lot of people think they just get into industry, they drive around fancy cars and, and um, you know, sit at a desk and type up reports and it's just not that. So I do think that when people get into the industry, sometimes they're not in a company which demonstrates the support that they need. And I go into offices all the time and I do health checks and I say to people, what did your first week in real estate look like? What did you, how were you transitioned into the business? And people still say, I was given a chair, I was given a desk, I was given a phone. And they said to me, oh, we'll help you. We're just a bit busy. We're just doing this over here. And we kind of just found our feet. Now, for a lot of people, that's completely overwhelming and it's such a hard role that they can't, uh, I guess, find that passion because it's just too hard. Um, the people that I see that do stay in the industry do have really good support networks and a lot of people also have a mentor that they can um, guide them through those first couple of years. And I think the first couple of years in real estate is crucial. And if you don't get a good start, um, you're not going to make it through to the 20-year mark. <laughs> You know, I, just, I see it all the time and you probably see it as well. I know. I was probably guilty of being that business owner early in the early days that threw people in the deep end. You know, we've got a, 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 20, a 19, 21-year-old um, straight out of school and, you know, threw them into the property management minefield, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, I sometimes call it hostage negotiation because that's sometimes the skill level you require to be able to deal with, to negotiate some of these situations, uh, especially the grey area situations in property management. Uh, so I actually was kind of cringing when you were saying that, feeling a lot of guilt because I was that um, that business owner that threw these mm. poor unsuspecting property managers into the deep end. Um, but obviously, you know, over time, we realise that that doesn't work and, you've, you know, your revolving door of property managers quickly makes you address, I'm not doing something right here, um, mm. what can I do to fix and change it? And I think you're absolutely right that it comes down to training uh, and a support network but also I think individual property managers, I guess they need to assess why they want to be in, in this business uh, and, you know, what their goals are or how it's going to help them develop in, in their lives. So, um, what, do, what do you think, I guess, some of the the skill sets then that um, somebody who was wanting to come into this industry would need to have? For a property management role, being able, and I hate the word multitask because I kind of think if you touch things more than once, you're wasting time, but people need to think on their feet. Um, they need to be able to uh, follow things through from start to finish as well and have that really strong attention to detail. And that's another thing I see when I go into offices that people just don't have that attention to detail and, and that can really cause major issues or if they start a task but then forget to finish a task, that's when things blow up as well. So you've got to be able to really focus and just get those things done. And then the strong communication skills, negotiating skills, and they're the things that we're actually not taught. So when we do our, uh, you know, in Vic it's Agents Rep or it used to be Agents Rep, our licensing course and every state has it, you're kind of taught the bits of legislation and the general processes and that sort of thing, but you're not actually taught the art of negotiating, the art of communication, and that's what our role is. 
we're just that middleman between the renter and the, the owner and we're just the person that's trying to get the right outcome for everyone. So someone that really wants to have that focus and that really strong customer care focus. And I think about that customer service so much. You know, you can go out to a restaurant and have an absolutely brilliant experience and walk away feeling fantastic or and the food might not have been, you know, the best food you've ever had, but but that person serving you has been um, above and beyond and you'll rave about it. Or you could go to a restaurant that has beautiful food but the service is below par and, and they don't leave you feeling warm and fuzzy. And for me, it's all that warm and fuzzy, which is what we need to make sure our property managers are doing. And it's something that when you're really, really busy and property managers are busy, um, that is often kind of you don't build those relationships or that rapport with the client and that's where all the problems begin. So what about when we do have those tough days and we know there's lots of them in property management. Um, we're going to get yelled at, we're going to we're going to get accused of something we didn't do right, whether we did it or, or didn't do it right. What are some of, I guess, the, the resilience skills uh, or resilience muscles what do property managers need to have to to overcome those those tough days? And I think in every job you do have those days, but in property management there seems to be more than normal. Yeah, and especially during COVID, that was just months and months of tough days for so many of us because no one knew what was going on and we didn't know how long it would last either and that was the biggest problem. But, yeah, even outside of COVID, it is um, you do have tough days. You have days where you walk out of the office and you're like, I accomplished so much and it was awesome and you go home feeling great and then other days you're so flat. And the best thing to do is just to leave your work at work um, be able to have a mechanism, whatever it might be. You might get in the car at the end of the day and you've got a half an hour drive home and you've got a certain song that you play that makes you feel good or when you get home, you you know, talk to a family member or talk to someone or go for a walk or go to the gym or whatever you do, but you have to be able to stop when you get home. One of the biggest problems I see with PMs is the mobile phone, <laughs> in all honesty, because it doesn't stop ringing. And people often won't switch off, so they will answer calls after hours. They'll check their emails after hours as well. And my biggest thing is do not look at your emails once you get home. Anything that is urgent can be dealt with, but anything else, if they're emailing you, you don't need to look at it. Because if you look at your phone at 9 o'clock at night, you're about to jump into bed and you've got a snaky email from a renter, that whole night you're going to be lying in bed writing the response <laughs> that you want to say. And then in the morning after no sleep, you'll get up and you'll feel so drained. And that's probably one of the worst things that PMs do. And just that contactful 24 hours a day, which we don't need to be. It is as much as possible a nine-to-five job as far as I'm concerned. I do know that there's been a lot of directors which have allowed a little bit more uh, flexibility when it comes to spending some time working from home and spending some time working in the office now, which has been really well received. And um, I think it's still important to have that culture fit where the team are always, you know, together and able to communicate and see each other. But I do think moving forward in the future, a lot of people will start doing that balance of working from home and working from the office. So I think the industry's in for a real change in the next couple of years. 
Yeah, I have to totally agree with you. I think that's absolutely the direction that it should be heading as well. Mm. Uh, what about, let's throw into the mix now, uh, not only, you know, the tough days, but also being a, a working mum or being a, um, a single mum or a co-parenting working mum. Yeah. Um, I was lucky. I had a husband while I was in the day-to-day throes of starting and running my property management business. But honestly, I still felt like I was a single mum. I also ran the household, I did the groceries, the cleaning, the cooking, the juggling, the kids and all of that, all of their commitments, you know, and mine were like dancing, singing, sports, tutoring. And all of that is pretty much like a full-time job in itself. Mm. Um, And I constantly felt like I was failing at everything. So how do you get through all of that, still remain sane, show up and run multiple successful businesses and still be out there helping others. Superwoman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't know about that. Um, I was chatting to someone today actually and they were talking about work-life balance and they looked at me and they said, you don't have a work-life balance. And I said, I've got the best job in the world. I never feel like I'm working. And that it might sound stupid but I, I just, what I do is what I do and I don't define it as, as work. Yeah, I've I am fairly newly single, um, so that's been you know after a fourteen fifteen year relationship and several businesses together and properties and kids and the whole lot. So yeah, that's a bit of a juggle at the moment, just getting used to it. But we have um, done a week on week off arrangement, and that's worked out really well because it means on the weeks that I don't have kids. Um, I basically hit the road. (laughs) So I go for days. Uh, My mum will stay at the farm and look after all my animals and I've got a local girl that comes in and feeds twice a day for me as well if I need to. And when I've got the kids, I'll generally do Zooms or I'll do uh, work close to home so I can still do drop off and pick up at school. Um, and it's working well. It's It was a bit to get my head around in the beginning, um, but I have managed to kind of work out a pretty nice little system of, of the way it works. Um So I've got my training business. My ex-husband's keeping the rent rolls. So um, I currently don't work actively in the rent rolls, but I've got a couple of businesses ready to launch in the next few months. So we'll see how it goes. I have also hired a, a PA executive assistant and she's just been absolutely brilliant. And I actually can't believe how much work I used to do before she came on board because she's flat out full time and I'm flat out full time and I was doing it all on my own. So yeah, it's it's quite incredible. So I'm pretty excited about about the future and, and what we can achieve over the next 12 months and beyond. It's really exciting. I, I guess that's one of your best resilience strengths for you is that you're not dwelling on the past. You are just full steam ahead. Um, mm-hmm. You're not being defined what's happened. And I think that's probably a really valuable lesson um, for not only property managers, but working mums. Mm-hmm. You know, we've just got to, we've got, you know, children and I've got a, a mother who's really unwell in an aged care home. I've, you know, I've got a commitment to see her everywhere. You've just got to keep going and push through those, those tough times w- that we all have. And yeah. I guess you can't 
somebody was talking to me about this the other day as well and saying you, you can't expect to go through life without some sort of hurdles. Mm. Um, there's going to be speed bumps and it's how you pick yourself up, I guess, that is going to define the person that you are and, and what you achieve and succeed moving forward. But I'm super excited to hear what some of your new <laughs> business uh, ventures are. So um, we'll have to watch this space with Hayley. So let's move on and talk about where you see the future of property management heading. Um, have you got any predictions? Are oh, you talked about the working from home, getting, you know, moving in that direction a bit more? Um, you know, I know there's always going to be sort of challenges and there's always going to be natural disasters to deal with, um, hopefully not another COVID, but we're now facing war as well. Does it simply come down to developing our resilience regardless of what life throws at us? I guess what I just kind of mentioned previously. Mm. Yeah, it is. I think um, I see the future of property management really changing. And and I, I when I say that, I think COVID's really pushed us along when it comes to things like technology and implementation of different systems and procedures and having all of a sudden forcing um, a lot of directors to say, do you know what, you have to work from home and I do trust you. And I think over the years it has become kind of that trust thing, you know, are they going to actually work when they're not sitting at their desk? And absolutely people do. So, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, task-based agencies where they have a property manager who is that relationship person and then you have the person that does all the routines and does all the maintenance and they kind of break it down and we'll have some people working from home and some people from an office. And obviously for a small agency that's not going to work, but for those larger agencies it really does. But when you look at um, some of the things that we do with our, um, you know, task base and, and our skill set, not everyone has got all the skills required to be an amazing property manager. You have people who are amazing BDMs or you have people who are really good at that customer care aspect and you've got other people that are just really good at the documentation aspect. So if you're in an agency that is large enough, then you can actually break those roles down to suit the personalities in the office. And I do this all the time when I do health checks because I walk in and I go, she's awesome, but she's not meant to be in that seat. She's better in that seat. And they look at me funny. I'm like, she's a BDM. She's not a property manager. You know, and this one's a property manager, but you've got her sitting here. And it's it's really funny. I think we need to almost create a lot of roles for the people that we have in the seats because it's harder to get people now. I also think we'll get a lot of people from different, I guess, different careers who no longer want to work in banking or no longer. So we're going to be able to pull people out from different areas and put them into different roles. And I think it's going to be really interesting moving forward because I think the way that we've done it in the past is not necessarily the way it's going to happen in the future. No, I totally agree with you. And I have, for the last probably three or four years, had my business working a lot like you just described, right. a lot more task-based and being really uh, intentional when I'm interviewing people as well now about what their skill sets are and not necessarily pigeonholing them. I might interview them for a property management role, but in the interview, it may be become clear that they are actually more suited to be doing the BDM work. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is. Um, and, and, you know, this is actually a really good segue into my next question is I think a lot of it comes down to personal growth and development, not only from directors and business owners, but also individuals before they are going to 
apply for jobs, uh, you know, understanding who they are and what their strengths are and uh, what their abilities are, what their interests are as well. So I'm a huge advocate of personal growth and development. And I maybe want to know what is one personal development tool, like a book or a podcast or some sort of an activity that you can recommend that has really helped your personal growth and development or moved the business needle in the right direction for you? Yeah, I I don't read a lot of books. I used to and I, I kind of stopped over the years. I read a lot of articles. So, you know, I love Elite Agent when it comes out every day and I have a look at that and REB and a whole lot of different things. So I read a lot of that. Podcasts, I do have a couple that I listen to but not all the time. Um, my biggest thing is my mentor. So I speak to, so Sardana Smiles, everyone knows who she is, I think. Um, but she's been my, my mentor since I worked at Hocking Stewart 15 years ago. And she's kind of been every step of my journey in, in my real estate career. And the funny thing is, I actually do a lot of work with her in her office now as well. So I love it because it's kind of come swings and roundabouts. So um, my biggest recommendation would be, you know, find someone who can help and guide you you know, she, she gets value out of me and I get value out of her, but we're on the phone a couple of times a week and she's probably my biggest influence on my career and where I am now. And the other thing is I just talk to people. So look at everything as an opportunity. If you meet another property manager, chat to them. I think gone are the days where everyone was so competitive that they just didn't want to connect. I think everyone wants those connections now. And I went out for dinner last night with a group of 20 property managers and there were some um, sponsors there and other speakers and we just had an awesome night and it was just chatting, you know, just relaxed chatting. So get out of your comfort zone and, and go and meet other people and spend time with other people in the industry as well because it's those people in the industry that will help to keep you sane because they understand what you go through. You know, if you speak to your partner, they'll do be like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, a bad day, but they don't get it. So if you can find someone that gets it, I think that that's probably the best thing that you could possibly do. Yeah. So I'd like to give people some homework and takeaways that will help them that they can put into action immediately. What do you recommend that they could do today to help them become more resilient in property management? When you're talking to someone on the phone, that's a hard conversation. It's not about you, it's about the situation or it's about them. So you need to be able to separate that it's at you, it's not an attack on you at all. I always try and when I'm talking on the phone, make sure I smile and I find myself doing it all the time. You answer phone, you're busy, you're like, yeah, hi, how are you? And that you, you're rushed and they can feel that. So, you know, answer the phone with a smile. Hi, how are you? You know, so good to hear from you. How can I help? You know, be that person because if you start a conversation like that, it's really hard for the other person to be nasty. And please just turn off your phone, turn off your emails after hours. You need that time in between finishing work and starting work again to actually reset and reconnect with your family. And one thing I've said it before, but I, I love Chris Helder. I reckon he's a brilliant speaker. I really enjoy his sessions. And I remember one day he said, you know, reconnect with your family when you go get home. And I thought, yeah, it's something that, you know, you walk in the door, you've got your bag, your kids run up and they want to cuddle and you're like, oh, I'll just put everything away. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. I'll just do this. And he said, just put everything down, get down to their level, look them in the eye and say, you know, I missed you or how was your day and connect. 
And I started doing that. And the interesting thing is that enabled me to also switch off from the day and be present in the moment. And I think we get so busy with what we do every day that we forget to actually switch off and be present in the moment with the people that we love the most. So, you know, give yourself that time to actually um, spend it with the people that you really want to spend it with. That is amazing. That is so valuable. I love that takeaway. I'm going to go and do it myself when my teenagers drive themselves in this afternoon. but they usually try to avoid me these days, but uh, I will will make them connect with me somehow. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so very grateful for your wisdom and your insights. How can our listeners reach out and connect further with you? Um, I'm very active on Facebook, so you can find me on there without a problem. Um, The Australian Property Manager community on Facebook as well is a really good resource for property managers if they want to join. Um, It's free and there's just heaps of really good support in there, Um, or through my website, Mitchell PT. They're probably the best ways to get me. Thanks so much, Hayley. No problem. What an amazing and inspiring human and businesswoman Hayley is. I think that that episode is packed full of so many takeaways, and I really don't even know where to start. What I do know, though, is that if you take even a little bit of Hayley's advice property management won't ever seem that hard again. For Hayley, resilience in property management is as simple as not taking issues personally and answering the phone with a smile. I absolutely love that. And if you'd like to connect further with Hayley, I'll share the links in the show notes below. Now, if you're feeling overwhelmed, frustrated and fed up, and it might have even started looking for a new job, just hold up there a second. I'd love to share some of my free property management resources with you. All you need to do is go to thatpropertymum.com.au forward slash resources or click on the link in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you want more information on the courses I offer or resources from the podcast, visit thatpropertymum.com.au dot au